Welcome to Brain-Based Parenting, the Boys Ranch podcast for families. We all know how hard being a parent is, and sometimes it feels like there are no good answers to the difficult questions families have when their kids are struggling. Our goal each week will be to try and answer some of those tough questions, utilizing the knowledge, experience, and professional training Cal Farley's Boys Ranch has to offer. Now here is your host, Cal Farley Staff Development Coordinator, Joshua Sprock. Welcome everyone and thank you for joining us today as we launch into this new adventure. This is our first episode and we're so excited for you to join us on this journey. Today we will introduce you to just what exactly is brain-based parenting and what is Boys Ranch. To do that, I'm joined today by Michelle Mykeder, our Chief Program Officer. Hey y'all. Suzanne Wright, our Vice President of Training and Intervention. Hi. And Mike Wilhelm, our Senior Chaplain. Howdy everybody. So to start each week, we're going to begin our discussion by asking the panel a question of the day. These questions will hopefully be a fun way to get to know us better. So, are you guys ready for our hard-hitting, deep question? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so today's question is, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Mine has to be chocolate chip cookie dough. It's pretty good. Yes, it is. I love mint chocolate chip. Mm. Well, I'm feeling very, I don't know, I'm feeling kind of marginalized on this question because I don't eat ice cream. <gasps> I, oh. I've, had to cut, I've had to cut out sugar and all the fun stuff, so uh, I can't eat ice cream. And then you just kind of throw it up and put it in my face, Josh, Dang. when you ask me that. So Italian ice? What about Italian ice? No. Uh, no, I don't. Dang. But, but uh, my dad's favorite was chocolate marshmallow. So oh, when awesome. I was a kid, I used to like eating chocolate marshmallow. So there you go. I guess that's it. I, I haven't had it for years. Dang. I feel that is that's rough. I know it. I feel bad now. Yeah. Suzanne, you don't feel bad, do you? No. No. <laughs> More ice cream for me. No, More for you. All right. Well, let's jump into our topic today. So I'm guessing one of the biggest questions many of our listeners has right now is just what is Cal Farley's Boys Ranch? So panel, what is Cal Farley's Boys Ranch? Such a big question. Um, so Cal Farley's Boys Ranch is a residential community out um, 36 miles north of Amarillo, Texas, where we take kids who, for whatever reason, can't live with their families and try to support them and their families just to help them with any challenges they might have and to give give them some support while they're going through hard times. We don't take any uh, funding from parents. We are all funded by some wonderful donors. And kids and families um, utilize us for as long as they need to. Sometimes that's for a couple of years. Sometimes that's for several years, just depending on their life circumstances. When people ask, Michelle, you always use the term unicorn, right? Yeah. Haven't you used that before? No, why, why do you call it uni- us a unicorn? Because we're not just a building or, you know, a, an office. We're an entire community. So we have a post office and we have a chapel and we have our own school on site. And so it's an entire small town built just to support kids and families. I, I like that word. Do you, uni, don't you like that word? Unicorn? I do like that. Because <laughs> we're uh, special. Also, if you ever have the opportunity to come out and visit our campus, we provide tours, but it really is an oasis out here in the middle of the Texas panhandle. When you turn onto our campus, it's green, and it's just such a pretty peaceful place for both staff and children to live. Yeah. I, I like unicorn um, because uh, most people might think of residential child care and that we're a facility, 
Mm-hmm. That sounds, you know, different things come to mind. It's kind of cold, and um, you think of uh, just just a cold building and fluorescent lights. But we're a town that takes care of kids, and a, a real town, and old-fashioned, nostalgic community, a Christ-centered presence, and but yet with cutting-edge child. Uh, trauma-informed uh, child care science in play. So it, it, we are, I think unicorn is a perfect word for that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you talk about, you know, how do you raise healthy kids, um, you surround them with healthy adults in a healthy community. So if you were able to reconstruct this, that's what you would be wanting to do. Yeah. yeah. So that leads me perfectly into our first question. So we named our podcast Brain-Based Parenting. Why did we choose that name? And what does brain-based parenting mean to you? You know, I... I just had a conversation with a friend over the weekend about um, she had an interaction with someone in a store and she was upset by it um, because the person didn't respond to her in a positive way and she felt like it hurt her feelings. And so I started talking to her just about the brain and how we all process information differently based on our past experiences and relationships. And so I think there's so many times we think something is personal uh, against us or towards us or about us when so much of it has to do with the way the brain processes and takes in information. And so I think of brain-based parenting as being intentional and thoughtful about what we want to do, what kind of relationships we're trying to build, and what, what we need to give and get from each other based on that. We started to learn about how the brain develops and how trauma impacts a child's developing brain about 13 years ago in 2010. And It's the best information of all of the different things we've learned over the years and books we've read and people we've been exposed to. Learning about the developing brain has been so helpful in our approach to caring for children and to ensuring that we meet their needs and that we are able to prepare them to leave us and go out and be productive citizens in the world. One of the things I've appreciated about learning about the brain is and brain-based parenting is, it's not just about the kids' brains either. It's about our own brains and what we can do to regulate ourselves and develop our own skills so that we can better help our kids too. That's one thing I've really appreciated about this style of parenting. Absolutely. All right, Michelle, when we when I first started working for you, you put a sign in my, my office that said, you may have to loan out your frontal lobe today. Just make sure you get it back. I always love that, but would you mind talking about what that means? So when we talk about the frontal lobe, this is typically, when we talk about the brain, this is the area that we're typically talking about. And this is the area that's responsible for language and thought and abstract reasoning and kind of, you know, consequences and effects and those kind of things. And so, especially in parenting, but then also, you know, working in a high emotional environment, like what we work in, a lot of times we can be emotionally driven or we can even be reactive, um, instinctually reactive. And so part of this is, being thoughtful and intentional, and sometimes you have to provide that for other people who are being emotional or or overly reactive. And so a big part of parents' job is to provide that kind of calm and logic and intention for the kiddos, and then we also have to do it for each other sometimes. Michelle, did you only put that sign in Josh's office, or did you you put that sign in other people's offices too? I put that only in Josh's office. I appreciate it. I need it all the time. <laughs> but getting it back, I think, is the yes. most important part of that. <laughs> that's exact, That's right, Josh. That's an important piece. <laughs> so how would you say that brain-based parenting differs from traditional parenting philosophies? One of the things that we talk about a lot is the difference between responding and reacting. 
And reacting comes from the lower parts of your brain that just see a scenario or hear a child say something and immediately jump in to deal with that situation. But responding is from that frontal lobe, from your cortex, where you've considered the possibilities, you've thought out what you want to say and and what would be the best approach. And I think traditionally, we don't have a lot of training in how to parent, right? Nobody gave me a class or a test before I became a parent, and so I learned as I went. But we are professionally parenting children in a way that we train ourselves and train our staff to be able to respond, to think about things in advance, to have a plan, not to get pulled into an emotional argument or a power struggle with a child. I also think, just like what Suzanne is saying, you don't even really know what your parenting style is until <laughs> until you try to parent your own children or other people's children. And a lot of what we do is just based off of what has happened with our own parenting. And so to be thoughtful and intentional about what we're trying to accomplish and um, what would be the most helpful in this situation, rather than strictly being reactive and punitive or thinking that the child is purposefully trying to drive us crazy or it's willful defiance. So I do think that's how it's different from traditional parenting. I would add to that what what you just said. For those, this has been a 20-year journey for me as a, as a, as a pastor chaplain, but some folks might think, well, this is a, a newfangled something, uh, um, you know, take it or leave it. And I will say, no, it, it's, it's a take it or blow it uh, because <laughs> yeah. it's God made us a certain way. Our bodies work a certain way. And, and to ignore that and how we relate to each other, or how we raise children is uh, probably going to blow it. And uh, uh, to be responsive or versus reactive, and from a you know biblical perspective or just a uh, universal perspective, you can't love someone when you are reacting. There's that you are stuck in some kind of bondage, and there's not much of a choice in that. You're sim- you're so limited. But to respond is when you're able to to love and be free to act. And so um, I think it. I think that the ramifications of all this is huge. Yeah. I think that's a good point too, is that when you're reacting out of that emotion, it often we're causing, you know, the behavior to worsen or we're actually making the situation worse and and not doing what we want to accomplish because we're acting emotionally and to be that in that space where you can be open in there and in the interaction. And we talk a lot about being curious um, is going to what get us where we want to be. It's just hard to do that sometimes. Yeah. yeah a, a nice way to, and I hope I'm not getting ahead of Josh here mentioning this, but a nice way to look at this from a biblical perspective for those that have a horse in the race and are trying to weigh this out, is, you know, does this align with my Christian faith? And it's like, oh, of, of course it does. And one thing that's, that's nice to do is just read through the gospels and watch how Jesus responds to people. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't react. He, he responds. And he doesn't respond in the exact same way to every single person. But there's always a, there's a pause. A lot of times a helpful question, being curious, and then being helpful and being responsive and, and being free to love. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, that's a nice way to someday just do a little study and read through and see how Jesus responds to people. Yeah. To kind of go along with that, I wanted yeah. to ask you about this next topic. It's probably too big to go in fully today, but 
I think it might be helpful to address. Cal Farley's is a Christ-centered organization. So I'll start with you, Chaplain Wilhelm, and then Michelle and Suzanne, if you want to jump in as well. What does being Christ-centered mean to you in regards to raising children? Uh, oh, that's a whopper question. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's a that's a whopper question. And Suzanne says that preachers uh, talk too much, <laughs> and that you just invited me to talk too much with that question. I, I would say one of the big things that, that's helpful to um, to know about us and what I would say is a Christ-centered community is that that is not about a proselytizing children. It's not about a technique. And it's, it's so the focus is first and foremost about who we are becoming together for the sake of the kids in our mm-hmm. care. Okay, and I think that's the first place to start. And I think that those that overlook that and are trying to... Uh, fix the kids with religion are missing the, the whole point of, of what Christ came to do and the whole pattern. Uh, so I think it's about what, who we are becoming together for the sake of the kids. We're a place that prays together. In fact, uh, we were uh, just before this podcast, we, we were over at headquarters praying for our community, for specific people, for new in, admits. So th- that's, that's part of what constitutes us. And then I would say that um, to be Christ-centered implies that there is real meaning. Uh, and uh, as we know, live in a world that right now struggles, probably trying to find meaning and mm-hmm. kind of a nihilistic, a lot of despair and people that are searching for meaning mm-hmm. um, to um, believe that we're, we're created by God and that God has not abandoned us and is at work and is, is uh, a restorative God and a forgiving God that uh, informs Uh, who we are and what we do. I think we have both staff and children that come from a wide variety of backgrounds and belief systems. But but one commonality that we have is we all appreciate when grace is extended Mm -hmm. to us. And so that calls us to extend grace to other people. And I think if we go back to what Chaplain Wilhelm said about how Jesus treated people in the Bible, where, where others were judging and condemning, Jesus extended grace. And so I think the same can be true of children. It's easy to condemn their behavior or to judge their actions when what they really need is for us to extend grace and care and love to them. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And then I think, you know, when I first got here, we were working on changing that where we were extending more grace and having more patience, but we kind of skipped the staff, right? So we had this <laughs> this mismatch between what we expected from staff and what we wanted them to do with children. And so I think it's the same thing. Once you understand some of the things that we're going to be talking about with brain-based parenting, once you understand this is a human thing, not just a kid thing or an adult thing, like what Josh was saying, is then we can extend grace to others in a way that you haven't been able to before. And I think that's so much about, you know, I have two signs on my door, and I think one of them is they will know we are Christians by our love, right? Not our rules, not our rhetoric, not our laws, not our punishments, but by our love. And then the other one I have is, you know, extend, you know, extend love. And if you have to use words, and I think so much of what we do is, is Christ's love in action. And that's what we're meant to, is to give the experience of love, not just talk about love or, or, or tell people what they should feel or know, but to experience it with us. 
You can't see this as you listen, but we're all nodding in agreement. <laughs> so you, you know we should wear cowbells around our necks. <laughs> so you can tell we're all, nodding. Yeah, all of our listeners yep. would know when we're nodding. Yep. <laughs> that might detract just a tiny bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. what, what, that thing, Josh, about being Christ-centered, too, is if, if we're humble as we're, we're invited and called to be and what Christ wants us to be is to be humble what we'll start to notice is we see the face of Christ in the uh, in the kids that we serve. So that there's just such a, a blessing that flows mm-hmm. back and forth here with caregivers and kids, mm-hmm. and learn a lot from the learn a lot about God's heart from the kids. Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of staff that come in in various roles who think I'll go to Boys Ranch and I'll and I'll help these kids. Right, and what they find is that they're they are the ones who are helped or blessed mm-hmm. by the interactions with the residents. They they bless us every single day in, in so many interactions. Yep. All right. So the last question for today is: What do you hope that our listeners will be able to gain by listening to our podcast? I hope that listeners understand they're not alone. That we all have parenting struggles, and that's true for those of us who work here. Right, we we have learned a lot that has been beneficial to us in our own parenting journey, but we continue to learn a lot. So you're not alone, but I also hope that you will hear some nugget of wisdom that is valuable to you and that you will feel that you have a little bit more control as you make good choices to parent, that you don't feel out of control, but that you feel more secure in your decision-making as you move forward with your children. And kind of all the things we've been talking about, I hope, you know, obviously you hope um, there's a little bit of education that that helps people um, be more successful or feel better or be, you know, a little bit more at ease with their the relationships and their children. So I, I hope that we extend hope to people. And then I also hope that maybe this gives people some grace for themselves and maybe some missteps that they've taken that we all have taken and and share in that. And then some grace for other people as well. Hope and help is Mm -hmm. what I hope that that's what uh, listeners would receive is hope and help. And I imagine there'd be a number of listeners that perhaps have been down a hard road, maybe with a a difficult situation with the parenting going on. And and I do hope that... uh, they would they would receive hope from what they hear. Yeah. yeah, and then just to kind of go off what Suzanne said too, whenever we talk about these things, I don't ever want to act like we we know everything or we're perfect and we've done everything right. And so maybe it's more about a journey of humanity than it is perfection. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you all for joining us as we start this journey today, and I hope you come back next week. So remember, you might have to loan out your frontal lobes today. Just remember and make sure you get them back. Thank you for listening to Brain-Based Parenting. We hope you enjoyed this show. If you would like more information about Cal Farley's Boys Ranch, are interested in employment, would like information about placing your child, or would like to help us help children by donating to our mission, please visit calfarley.org. You can find us on all social media platforms by searching for Cal Farley's. Thank you for spending your time with us and have a blessed day.